You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that uh, doesn't give a shit about copyright strikes and live <laughs> on a stream play a full ass song on Spotify in the first minute of the stream, I think. So, you know, who gives a shit, right? Who cares? It's Revolution Pay Per View Day. Um, it's Ring Post Radio Day, which is even more important, honestly um and i you know i'm excited i'm excited today is we got a lot of stuff to talk about more of a news heavy show than anything i think um but it's a uh, news news has been warranted for uh for big reasons i'm ryan nightsy with me as always is scotty edwards you know what they say ryan revolution is a mystery did they say revolution no, is a mystery well no but it, it today's revolution day and I don't have any other content to just jump in with because we're not previewing that show because we did it last week. So yeah, we just leave me alone. Exciting show. But you know what? We will have, Ryan, we will have a review up yes. for AEW tomorrow. Yes. So that's exciting. Yes. AEW Revolution, ideally, tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to do it live reactions after the show. Um, we're not doing a live stream because it will be like 12 or 1 in the morning probably. Um, but unless everyone wants to watch, in which case we'll we'll see Ryan be like, if there's that much of a demand, we'll figure that out later. Maybe for the next pay-per-view, like next live reaction. thing. Yeah. 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 Maybe that, maybe that's a membership thing. You know, maybe that's a count at membership thing. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Um, a lot of content, a lot of content. I need, I need to go through and look at the count membership hours and see how many like actual hours of content are in there because there are certainly several several hours of content Um, people don't talk about the more content that's going to come from you and me that's true is exciting that's true you and i were talking about uh ideas for the uh count out membership content we got some funny ones there it's some funny ones but also like some actual good ones that make me look bad (laughs) well that's true yeah i mean and that's where if the comedy anything, comes from. If this con, if this show is about anything, it's about making one of us look bad. So, you know, and see, he just dabbed. So he just did it for himself. Yeah. Uh, but yes, awesome. we have a lot to talk about today. Kind of. Not really. I don't really know if we have a lot to talk about. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, well, so like I said, we were going to do the Revolution live reaction show. That will be up tomorrow. Same feed ring post radio will be up as well um along with all the other count out stuff so make sure you subscribe either to the ring post radio feed or you know the count out wrestling network feed as well um to get make sure that get that uh audio exclusive be only audio no video only audio version of the show so only uh, audio yeah so make sure to subscribe to listen to that uh otherwise today we're gonna be talking of course a uh, bunch of little news. There's a couple wrestling news bits, of course. There's Impact Sacrifice. There's New Japan Cup Night 1. Night 2 happened this morning, but, uh, uh, you know, we are a morning show, so it's hard to watch the stuff that also happened a couple hours before. Um, so we're just going to talk about Night 1. And then, of course... That's how we really wanted to. Yeah. 
That's true. Who cares? <laughs> Night two, uh, Bushi and no Osprey. Um, they beat up referees. Um, and then, uh, of course, the purchase of Ring of Honor, the big news that came out of the middle of this week, or the big uh, announcement, I should say, rather. Uh, but, of course, there's other news that we should get to. Um, some signings for AEW seemingly on its way. It seems it has been made official that Isaiah Swerve Scott, Shane Swerve Strickland, Swerve the Realist has been officially signed to AEW. And also it appears that Jeff Hardy will be officially going to AEW on Wednesday. Specifically said Wednesday. Um, I think it will be uh, backstage, I believe it's backstage on Wednesday. So who knows what will happen there? But I guess we'll find out. Scotty, thoughts on Swerve? Um, Thoughts on Hardy? I think they got the two final um, must sign male free agents. I think that's what they did here. I think... If you look at the entire landscape and all the people that they've signed over the past number of months, um, they've, you know, they've pretty much gotten everyone that you could have hoped for. Um, And looking at the current crop, current field, you know, you have a lot of Ring of Honor guys still that are free agents. You've got a lot of all of the Ring of Honor guys are free agents, technically. Well, yeah, but I mean, like they've signed Brody King and whatnot. Yeah. and if you look at the WWE free agents, I, I think they got the last two that, to me, were must-sign talents. Uh, one, Jeff Hardy, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, that guy was one of the most popular talents in WWE before his release. And, you know, we know how that all went down. So it wasn't as if they necessarily wanted to release him. Yeah, It's just, you know, that was a mess and... If you want to learn about the mess, you can always go look it up. Um, but Jeff Hardy is a legend. Jeff Hardy is a, um, I wouldn't say a box office attraction, but he's a fan favorite that's going to make people watch his matches. Um, you have the now you have the potential of putting the Hardy Boys in a tag team division that's probably already the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a potential of having Jeff Hardy fight the likes of an MJF for a world title match down the line. You have the likes of Jeff Hardy wrestling Darby Allen, which is a big match. To me, that's the, that's the biggest match to me. Yeah. To me, that's bigger than the Hardy boys. I'm more interested in seeing Jeff Hardy versus Darby than the Hardy boys. Actually, Absolutely. But we're, we're going to get, you know, Hardy's versus young bucks. We're going to get Hardy's versus FTR again, Mm -hmm. even though we've seen that before, but you know, you know what the point is, but I agree. I think the Jeff Hardy has some big singles matches now. Uh, set up for him in AEW, I think, without even thinking about it. Darby Allen being the clearest one. Mm-hmm. And then there's Swerve, who I think is a star in the making. Um, I think I think I know WWE missed out on someone that has everything. He's got the charisma, he's got the ability in the ring. He's got I don't know. I mean, if you watch his match with Nick Wayne. Uh, from Defy 50, I believe it was. Yep. Yep. You can see that he can play the heel role. Fantastic. Um, and he's, I think he's a very great baby face. And I know that there have been reports that they see him as their next, like, uh, what was the, what was the exact term? Because he's, um, he also uh, raps. So they saw him as like a two-way star kind of thing. Like 
he can make it there. He can make it here. And I think that's big time for Swerve. I think Swerve is at least, at least a future TNT champion. But I think at the age of 31, you never really know. I think there's plenty of time. Um, I think he's, again, that talented that I'm not, I'm not going to put a limit on what he can reach in AEW, but it's a great yeah. signing overall. I don't want to compare the two guys because they're completely different people, completely different styles of wrestlers. But, you know, Leo Rush didn't quite work out. So Swerve, great wrestler as well. Also a rapper, two-pronged star. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can, you know, s- slot him right in there. You already had it. You already had the ideas. So, okay, we'll bring in Swerve to do Man. the exact same thing. I got so sad about the Leo Rush stuff because yeah. we, we got that one match where he teamed with Dante Martin <laughs> against Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty, and it was great. Yeah. It was pretty much we never got to see Leo Rush do anything ever again. No, no. And, I mean, is he he hasn't been booked for anything since, right? He's is, hurt. Oh, no, he's yeah, hurt. he's hurt. He got hurt from uh, GCW, Bola. right? But no, Bola, you're right. Anyways, uh, yeah, no, I, I think Swerve is a great pick. I think Swerve has been like fast tracking to get all the WWE stink off of him. Um, we do know he'll be at Supercard of Honor, uh, which would be a cool little spot for him uh, where he shows makes up. Sense and now. Makes sense now. Well, that was apparently that was like a, that was made. That was a done deal before this whole thing happened. Allegedly. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Sure. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> I think Jeff Hardy makes so much sense. I uh, legitimately, I think Jeff Hardy is, is a uh, great move. Um, I do think there are still more free agents that are worthy of being picked up. Um, I yeah, think, I agree. Like uh, Claudio, that's why I, said man. I think is an. E- I oh, think yeah. you pick up Claudio. Um, I think that's why I said must sign. Like to me, there's definitely people still out there. It's just AW's roster can only <laughs> it can only fit so many more people. That's true, but I think I think Claudio is a good signee. Um, you know, one could argue Cody. Um, <laughs> it, it, but also uh, moving past that, but also doesn't it feel like you know? Uh, remember, remember how uh, Bray Wyatt and Johnny Gargano are technically free agents right now, and it's just like, oh man, remember those guys? They're uh, just yeah, there, there was a lot of hype for Bray when he got released, and I just never saw the fit. I feel like personally, I feel like what Bray needs to start doing is, you know, he com- when he comes back into wrestling, you know, he needs Tell to you what he doesn't need to do control his narrative. Damn it. You beat me. <laughs> you beat me to what I was going to say. I was going to say he needs to get a control over his narrative. Oh, no, don't do that to yourself. He needs to shave. You don't need a, any of those angles for him. He needs to shave like a weird ass. After what haircut. I saw yesterday. The angle that they pulled. Maybe We're not he, giving them clout. Maybe Bray Wyatt's the one that took all their chairs. <laughs> he is the oh, he man. is the fiend after all. What a what a week in wrestling, huh? <laughs> if you just think, <laughs> if you just like take a step back and think about it, like, oh my god, there was a lot of weirdness out there this week. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's just been a, it's been a very. It's been a lot of back and forth. Like, you know, Cody was a bit like the big one. Where I'm just so like, sick of the Cody stuff. That's fair. I'm but it was just like, is like, oh, stuff has fizzled out. No real surprise. Dave being like, no, 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 they're still writing stuff. And then Dave backtracking like a day later, being like, oh, wait, apparently not. And then you get the MSG stuff. Uh, then you have control your narrative, having a weird ass show uh, <laughs> top to bottom. Um, 
You just you, there's a lot of good. There was a lot of good wrestling that happened this week. You know, there was there was a lot of surprisingly good wrestling. If that makes sense, like I I went into some matches this week and I was like, okay, you know, I'll watch this because I like the people in it, and they turned out to be really good. So yeah, yeah, I watched the you NXT know. UK Nathan Frazier guy, and it turns out they it turns out someone figured out how to clone Ben Carter because this Nathan <laughs> Frazier kid is pretty good, man. <laughs> This is the uh, that was the best Nathan Frazier, Ben Carter uh, match I've seen. It yeah. seems like he's uh, putting it all together. He's not just you know the guy that's really athletic anymore. Mm-hmm. He's um, I mean he was fighting Dragonov, so it's not like it's not like he was in there with some you know scrub. But uh, I thought he looked really good. So that's a, see that's another good point though. Like we're talking about NXT UK now. All of a sudden, this is how good of a week in wrestling matches and you know there was the new japan cup and i guess we should probably talk about the biggest news item of the week right yes jake something no longer with yes yes yeah yeah huh yeah Yeah. well i mean that is that is kind of disappointing that jake something's not there it is you're right jake something's great uh i I think he's a free agent i guess is that a free agent you would want to pick up in AEW? Uh, if I was him, I don't know. I think he'd fit in Ring of Honor. I agree. Really well. I agree there. They, you know, he can be a good replacement for Brody King. Whatever Ring of Honor is supposed to be, <laughs> I think he would fit it. Yeah, I, I agree there. He would be a good replacement of that that big man Brody Lee kind of guy. I think mm. that that's not a not a bad pickup indeed. Um, yeah, he's so he's so good. Well, let's talk about let's talk about that big news. That big news. Of I also pop myself every time he does. What's my name? Something gets me every time. Gets me every time. Uh, but yeah, big news, Ken. Big news that happened this week on Wednesday. Tony Khan, the president, huge announcement of AEW, uh, announced uh, live on his show plus a press release that followed, saying that. Uh, he has formally purchased Ring of Honor. He, uh, the video library, the brand assets, intellectual property from Independent Professional Wrestling's most prestigious promotion is in her new management, really. Um, that's a big one. Yeah, that's a pretty big news item. This is from the press release that TK tweeted out. TK, because we're friends. Um, uh, moments ago on AEW Dynamite live on TBS, <laughs> it was announced that Tony Khan has agreed to acquire the assets of Ring of Honor Wrestling Entertainment LLC from Sinclair Broadcast Group, including the promotion's extensive video library dating back to 2002, brand assets, intellectual property, production equipment, which I think is a huge point that not many people are talking about, and more. Um, it goes on to say that um, you know Tony Khan speaks highly of Ring of Honor, the deal adds thousands of hours of content to a rapidly growing library, creates new opportunities to expand our footprint on a national and global scale. I'll, I will immediately begin exploring opportunities to make Ring of Honor's video library available to fans who have the opportunity to witness the beginnings of the careers of some of AEW's biggest stars. Um, yeah, so that is the news. Tony Khan has purchased. He is the owner, is wholly owned by TK. This is not an AEW property. This is a Tony Khan uh collab uh yeah and then ring of honor proceeded to release a statement thing that had AEW's big stupid logo on it so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah it's tk but we all know <laughs> it 
We all know. Um, yeah. So, so what do you think? So, just I think there's a lot of different avenues to talk about with the Ring of Honor purchase. Yeah. But just overall, what do you think of the announcement? What do you think of the purchase of TK Tony Khan purchasing Ring of oh, Honor? I think I think it allows me to timeline this a little bit, um, and the way this kind of happened in our, you know, for us, you know, it kind of started off with the Andrew Zarian tweet of like. Oh, you know, big acquisition of some sort, um, which, and a something, what was it, a media deal or whatnot? Is that what the rumor was from Zarian? Because like I remember, because it started kicking us all into gear of thinking like, okay, so they probably got the Ring of Honor library. Mm-hmm. That was the first guess. And then maybe they're going to HBO Max. That was, I think that kind of was the general yeah. uh, prediction from a lot of us so once we I, got to the show because i believe like a day or two prior hbo max announced that they were trying to go into the sports right arena yes so yes. it kind of just those I two still news think it's items possible. i i think it's possible i think it's totally gonna happen seeing that they're on you know warner media and whatnot um so so we get to the show tony khan my guy you know not <laughs> always feels nervous in front of live people but i love him for that uh and he screams, I bought Ring of Honor. And initial thoughts was like, oh, 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 he he, he bought the whole thing. The but then whole I kind of thought, of, I, I kind of thought about it though. Why would Ring of Honor, right, want to sell or Sinclair to be exact? Sure. Why would they want to sell the tape, but not just the entire promotion? Yeah. Right? Like, why would you, why would you sell one and not the other? It feels like a package deal. Um, so, and, and instantly, you know, going through thoughts, I was like, okay, what? what is this going to be? Does he just kind of shut it down? Which is possible, right? He could always do that. Does it become AEW's version of NXT? Does it replace Dark? Where are we going with this? Is it going to um, keep the branding of Ring of Honor? Right. Is is Ring of Honor going to be alive in six months? That's pretty much what I initially thought. Will it be alive or is he just taking the... Uh, library and calling it a day yes uh by the rumors and reports so far uh it does look like ring of honor will be staying afloat mm-hmm. uh tony khan will be running it in some sort of way uh, i think the thing was it will kind of be like a development place mm-hmm. but it'll also have major aw stars popping in yeah so I think that's best case scenario. I, I personally, for once I heard the purchase idea, I was like, okay, so the hope is we still have a promotion of some sort in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is not dying, and it'll allow more wrestlers to get opportunities. I think that was my first take. Uh, and it gives you a chance to use wrestlers that you maybe use on a per date basis. Yeah. Um, instead of, you know, signing contracts for every wrestler that appears on there gives you a shot to i don't know have your major stars that you may not be able to use on tv right now do something mm-hmm. i think that's that's pretty important right i never thought about think, that you know, yeah. send miro down to right. ring of honor for a little bit uh send miro send i mean send how long send did, hook <laughs> send hook how long did death triangle have nothing right like it's the it's those types of things like when people when these big wrestlers that a lot of us want to see have nothing mm-hmm. 
they now have something to do, you know, like that, that will make TK more money. Ricky Starks. Good example. Like Ricky Starks is someone that you could have easily had be ring of honor world champion. Had you had this a year ago. Right. I mean, he was, you know, he got hurt and whatnot, but you get my point. Yeah. You have an, an opportunity here to, you know, use all of your talent that you have signed while using other talent. I think it's a great deal. Um, I know a lot of people are getting some like Ring of Honor fans are like, oh, this sucks. You know, it's not going to be Ring of Honor anymore. Let's be honest, people. It hasn't been Ring of Honor since the elite left. It, it's just the truth. And they, it's been, they it's, went down. It officially died on Tuesday. <laughs> like, it, yeah, like, that's true. It, the company ceased to, I mean, like basically exist. Like, you know, and what was it in January? Like, they just stopped running shows. In that's January. when it officially died but i don't think sinclair gave it nearly yeah. enough attention once uh the elite left yeah oh 100 once they lost that they said okay well this is just a part of our company now which that we have to deal with and it, and i agree with your point about saying like why would sinclair not sell the full thing sinclair they had a crappy baseball sports rights deal that caused the company to lose what was it billions or millions of dollars either way a lot of money uh so offloading an entire thing like that to someone that is would rather have it is a a, to me a big win i you know wwe was probably only going to purchase the video library and you know there's the reports as well that wwe was interested in purchasing the video library or purchasing ring of honor of some sort um uh, you know, they were probably only going to purchase the video library. You know, maybe they would purchase the assets, but does WWE need did, the assets? No. It, look what they did with Evolve. They took over Evolve, which, you know, the assets of Evolve is not as big as uh, AEW <laughs> or Ring of Honor. But well, we don't get the tapes, right? We, we, like, don't, get don't, the, we don't even get the tapes of Evolve. What was the last Evolve show you've seen on WWE Network? Uh, the one that... Um they aired live <laughs> yeah have they showcased evolve one or two or th- you know like well austin theory did main event msg that's true so and that's a big that's that was about big as deal. close as we'll get um yeah and it's just like you know if they bring in ring of honor are they are they gonna they're not gonna it's gonna take them forever you know they have it's the same thing that they do with ecw they have to scrub all of the theme music out so mm-hmm. having and not only that but then you have wb monopolizing more of the the wrestling history you know uh, having AEW, a different conglomerate, uh, own it, it makes it, uh, I've heard described as this is now more of a Pepsi to WWE's Coke. Um, you know, this is, they have more sway, I guess you could say. Um, yeah. it, I think it's a great idea. I think the tape library is obviously the big, like, talking point, the big money interest. Uh, you know, we talk about these sports rights deals, we talk about the contracts of, of, the hours of content WWE keeps talking about having hours of contact. They were able to get the Peacock deal because of their thousands of hours of content. Well, guess what? Now AEW has thousands more hours of content and that's what they've been doing with dark and elevation has been churning out hours of content to eventually sell, you know, whether or not, you know, they can put it all on honor club. You know, that's a streaming service that they have, but AEW smart, they got Chris Harrington in the in the booth. They know that the WWE Network was not profitable, didn't work. Uh, and I don't think Honor Club is going to be really any better. So 
sell that hours of content. WB showcased that you can sell it and it could do fairly well for your your business. Um and sell it. You know, I yeah. there there is the idea though that I want to ask you this. How valuable do you think the Ring of Honor video library is really? Because ultimately it's older content and there are elements where when you talk about the network, the network or talk about the WWE content, they say that all, you know, these smoky mountains, your, your old school uh, wrestling stuff doesn't really get a lot of playtime. I think it's like the right. best, like old school content is like ECW. Yeah. Do you think, you know, you sell all this content to, uh, HBO, right? HBO Max. But would people actually watch it? Do you think that it actually has value or is it more of sort of a Trojan horse thing where it looks nice, but not many people are actually going to spend their time watching it? Um, I mean, based off personal interest, it has value because like there's a lot of stuff I want to see that I never got to see. Same. Um, I don't know, Ring of Honor is so interesting to me because if you think about it, like people like to say like GCW is the closest thing to ACW. No, 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 no. Ring of Honor was like Ring of Honor was the change on the independent scenes that a lot of people needed. It was a, it was it it brought some of the best wrestling matches. I was gonna say of the past two decades, but hell of all time to the forefront. It brought a lot of the best wrestlers of today to the forefront and i think there's a lot of value in that for aw fans more than anything there's a shot to see brian danielson wrestle when he was you know the american dragon and when people said he was the greatest of all time before wwe there's a chance to see those cm punk versus samoa joe matches that we hear about every single you know year i mean i feel like people yeah. bring it up every single year um there's a shot to see so many incredible uh, young buck matches you know there's there's just this huge library now that you have at your disposal that you can now pair i think this is important you can now pair with all your AEW content mm-hmm. to make a really enticing package because there's a lot of people out there that want to go back and rewatch AEW pay-per-views and dynamites and that's uh tv specials too like there's a lot of people that want to do that and let's be honest like it's not easy to go refine hangman page and kenny omega versus the young bucks Mm -hmm. you can't just go do that unless you know of sites to go do that so so that's the whole thing i think it's a very enticing package for a for any streaming service or service or whatever they want, I think the best, by the way, best thing to do is sell. Don't make your own Um, or not sell, but give rights to. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I I think, I think HBO max really does make a lot of sense from their business perspective. I mean, we, we see commercials for HBA, HBO max stuff during the entire show. We see, we've seen them do ads, on their like you know 
um, ring skirt and whatnot. Like they had when HBO Max launched, there was an HBO Max logo on there. So mm-hmm. it all makes sense. I think that I think there is value in Ring of Honor's library, but I think it does need to be paired with AEW's library to have super interest because not everybody like let's past like three four years of Ring of Honor's content isn't going to be watched much. So. Yeah, I would think so. No, yeah, I agree. I I think for me, I have interest, but uh, you know, you know, but we're but we're also you know more hardcore wrestling fans who would want to watch that stuff. And I just wonder how much how much of that thing yeah. is. I'm very intrigued. Uh, the statement I had in the there's there's a couple of bits that very intrigued me that I want to talk about. But the idea that in the press release that TK sent out again, we're very close uh, friends. I can call him TK. You can't, um, is that, uh, they announced that they have, uh, where was this specific that they have the production equipment, the whole, by the way, the whole timing of this is very weird. Literally, you know, the contracts for all ring of honor people is up March 1st and ring of honor is, formally announced as being signed the day of March 2nd. I think that's very strange. I also think it's very strange that uh, in that same week, um, AEW announces that they're having, they're finally having their West Coast California shows. Um, Because I have to think that this deal was probably going to happen and that they just waited till March 2nd to sign it. Um, and make those deals um, because look production equipment wise they AEW practically just doubled their rings the rings they owned the production trucks they own all this stuff that they ha- now have that they can ship over to the west coast to be able to have a lot more of west coast shows I mean part of the reason is you haven't been doing a lot of West Coast shows is partly because all, all of their stuff's on the East Coast. They would have to drive it all the way right, across right. country and then, you know, tour the West Coast and then do that for a long while and not come back to the East Coast because then they'll have to drive all the trucks and everything back for the week. Um, so, you know, th- they would have to now that they have everything, now they have double of everything, they can just do what WWE does and send their stuff on opposite ends of the coast. Um, yeah, you know, it'd be a shame if, I don't know, there's someone based in, ah, I don't know, Rancho Cucamonga, you know, California. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be such a shame to have someone that lives out there. Yeah. Um, I think it's very, I think that's a great point that you just made, you know, having, having the equipment and whatnot to, so you don't have to pretty much drive one big, a uh, couple big trucks around yeah. throughout the entire country. Um, it, it takes it a lot of days to drive across the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, and, 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 by, and it's not just I'm moving to California, so I'm going to drive nonstop and never sleep. It's like, well, these are going to be union truck drivers that can only drive for like 11 hours tops a day. You know, right. it's they're not going to do it all in one in, a, in two two days or whatever. No. So if you can have that split, um, you know, one person Florida or one one person but one base in Florida, and another one somewhere West Coast, so that you can run more West Coast shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does go a long way. So it's a good point. It's a good point. I didn't really uh think about that because you know you think about the wrestlers and you think about the talent and the booking and yeah, there's so much to go into it. But that's 
that's a very interesting and important part for them. It's super valuable because it's, it's literally like immediately they can do all this stuff. They can go to the West Coast. They can have these other things. And, that's, you know, there's obviously COVID and that's a bigger deal. But, you know, it's going to be the same situation of flying all this junk over to, you know, the UK if they eventually wanted to do a UK show. They're going to have to find a way to do that. But now that they have more stuff, they can just be like, well, send the Ring of Honor stuff over to the UK and we'll just, you know, just keep all of our AEW stuff proper things that we had here. You know, it's it's yeah. having more equipment is going to be able to make it easier to do these more national shows. And TK literally says it in the press release. He literally says that for verbatim that um, he believes that this will help expand our footprint on a national and global scale. To me, the global scale and everything, that's part of the video library. But really, it's like, we physically can now do these things because we yeah. now have more equipment and probably more hires. I mean, they might hire similar crews as the Ring of Honor stuff to be able to do all this stuff, um, to run right. all these shows. And I mean, I think this is why relationships also go so well when other promotions have relationships with promotions throughout the world is because of, you know, that tech stuff too. Um and you know that's kind of why New Japan Ring of Honor had that relationship, and now that's you know that's gone. So I think that's another aspect to look at of like New Japan's number one um, company to now work with in the stage, which I think we all agreed on for a while now because they kind of stopped. Yeah. Um, but it's a it's AEW now uh, that that relationship is locked in. I mean, I know they work with Impact a lot. Um, but, I, did, I did not think about how that the new Japan Ring of Honor relationship is now yeah. 100% completely dissolved. Yeah, and now we're see, well, we're seeing a lot of AEW talent on New Japan strong. Uh, we're not seeing you know nearly as much New Japan talent on AEW television, but let's be let's be serious here. I mean, outside of like Jay White, most of them aren't. Most of the big names aren't necessarily uh here in the u.s so it's not and aw has their own pay-per-views to run uh strong is you know different animal yeah and uh, i'm sure we will have new japan talent showing up on aw television around that time that they come for chicago so it, that that's exciting too of just thinking okay well bring them on out of the question AEW, uh new japan doesn't have to worry about being um what was the word being loyal to ring of honor anymore um well they can they're just being loyal to aw uh there's just so many exciting factors to go here right because now you have to think about like what happens with jonathan gresham what happens with the uh ring of honor world title what happens with the any of their championships what happens with any of their champions bandito i you know he's still champion what happens with super card of honor yeah what do we do here right yeah, that's that's now the biggest question for me is like, OK, well, there is a show that is happening. Mm -hmm. We know there is a Ring of Honor show that is happening. Mm -hmm. And now, truth be told, it becomes one of the most must see shows of WrestleMania week because yeah. we you have that guarantee that, oh, well, they're owned by AW, you know, Tony Khan. So anyone could show up uh, any plans that that Ring of Honor show had prior to being announced like anything that was announced will probably still go up through but anything that might have been in the works 
probably not happening now. You, you that card's going to be completely different from what we expected when they were coming back. And you know, we, you and me, had this discussion when Ring of Honor was shutting down. Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't know what they're going to come back as. <laughs> and now and, we definitely don't know. Yeah, they didn't even get to their first show back in April, and they are now owned by AEW. There are so many. It's it's a it's exciting. I think mostly for us as wrestling fans is mm-hmm. uncertainty sells tickets. Yeah. And I think that ring of honor show is going to be a musty show. And if this helps them with their uh, tickets and overall atmosphere that ring of honor has been missing, I think it's just another win. Uh, and you know, they're probably not going to have to air TV anymore on fight TV. So. I mean, let's let's talk about the tickets, right? Ian Riccoboni said that, like, literally just with that announcement, their tickets that they sold for Supercard of Honor up to that point doubled. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's the effect has already started. It's showing that it's already working. I it's imagine... Like they announced a, a, a W talent for the show either. Yeah. yeah. They, just, they just announced that they were purchased by another guy and it doubled their ticket sales. Yeah. Um, you know, I I imagine they'll honor everything. I'll imagine they they'll honor the uh, the show, honor the the people that have already been booked. You know, Ninja Mac, Denise Salcado, or whatever. Uh, I, I imagine they'll announce these. They'll keep these bookings, of course, because uh, that'd be shady. Uh, but more than that, and I think this is very interesting. It's a WrestleMania weekend show, a yep. a weekend that AEW has sworn off for since the beginning. Mostly Cody. But Most, yep. Yeah, mo- that's another another great point. <laughs> um, well, guess what? Now they have a show. How much AEW talent is going to be at WrestleMania weekend now? Right. Well, we I know mean, a lot of talent already is going to be there for collective stuff. That's true. And now John Moxley's going to be there <laughs> now. And look, John Moxley will be in the area. Maybe. Well, not. Well, hold on. Let's just say. You know, let's just say like John Moxley will be in the area. Will he be at this Ring of Honor show? He's already in the area. They were doing a Hall of Fame. Doing a Hall of Fame. Brian Danielson. Two AEW towns. I don't, I don't, I think Ian Riccoboni said that like they're not going to do like a physical thing. It's just yeah. going to be like, oh, he's in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, well, they, they there's a good, now. there's a good chance like Samoa Joe, CM Punk, the Briscoes, Brian Danielson will all be there. Well, the Briscoes will definitely be there. Yeah, yeah, they got, they got, they got the title. They so. got a. I think there's so many questions now too, because like I think a lot of us were like, okay, well, you know, Jonathan Gresham's waiting for Ring of Honor. The Briscoes, they're probably waiting for Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. What's there to wait for now? If you're signing with Ring of Honor, you're signing with AEW, right? I, um, I think I saw that with Gresham is he stated saying that um uh if, if Ring of Honor is not doing contracts, he's not really interested in going back. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, now, I I don't know if they were going to do contracts before, but will they now? I don't don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions. It'll be interesting to see who walks out that night as Ring of Honor World Champion, because it could be the last Ring of Honor World Champion again. We don't know. So, what do you think? What would you know? You know, Dave Meltzer made a whole stink about it, and I think it's a fair point about how, you know. Ultimately, the Ring of Honor brand is not necessarily a good brand. You know, it died. So in the marketplace, yeah. it's not doesn't have a lot of value. Um, apparently, its value is somewhere in the words of $30 million. But 
Uh, so, we'll, you know, who knows? Um, but do you, how much of Ring of Honor do you rebrand? I mean, Tony Khan loves Ring of Honor. He loves it. It's, it's a think, childhood thing for him. So does he want to keep it or do you rename it, you know, AEW Honor, you know, you know, some sort of yeah, thing. Like I think that. he definitely keeps the name. I think you go back to the roots. Um, I think, you know, you bring back the old logo. I think you bring back all the original Ring of Honor stuff that made it Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You bring back the red and black mat. You bring back the, again, the logo. I think someone tweeted that out. I think Matt Seidel tweeted that out, actually. You bring back everything that made it Ring of Honor. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people want. You, The beauty of what AEW right has done is Dynamite is their show where you get the promos, you get the segments. Rampage was, or has been so far, mostly their show that's about the in-ring stuff. I think that's what Ring of Honor is going to be, right? Because what you want is to have people work. So, you know, you have these young guys on your roster, like the Lee Moriarty's and Daniel Garcia's. They feel like they can be major parts of this ring of honor moving forward and you can make it about honor. We saw it in the first match on dynamite, the whole, like, okay, we're going to throw this together because it was one of the, you know, they were in the main event of the first ever ring of honor show. You have Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels doing the um, honor, you know, handshake in the middle of the ring. So there's a lot that you can do, but I think what Tony Khan's probably going to do, seeing he was such a fan of the promotion uh-huh. is he's going to go back to a truce. He's going to bring ring of honor back down to size in a way that it was bigger in size. If that makes sense, you, you get rid of all the uh, sports entertainment aspects uh, for maybe that's a good word for it. And you just make it all about wrestling. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what that show what that brand will be about. You have angles and whatnot, but the angles are based around wrestling in these two guys and probably girls wanting to just beat up each other. I mean, that's another interesting point though. Deanna Perrazzo is the reigning ring of honor women's champion Mm -hmm. and impact and AEW aren't working together anymore. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, maybe we'll be another champ champ challenge and someone's going to be losing one of those titles. Maybe who the hell knows? Um. Yeah. No. It's. I think it's all very interesting. And then on top of that, you have who the hell is going to be running this thing? You know. I. I don't. I personally, as a AEW fan, do not want to see Tony Khan running Ring of Honor because that is going to right. take away from the creativity of AEW. Because now he's buying more of his time here. I would love it if Tony Khan ran Ring of Honor like Shad Khan runs his owns AEW. Does nothing. It just takes the yeah. paycheck, right? I would yeah. love, he's just like, I would, I, I think I would love for this Ring of Honor purchase to essentially just be Tony Khan saying, I love this thing from my childhood. I want it to continue. I want it to still exist. It's dead. I have the money to revitalize it. Here's your money. And hopefully that rub, that AEW rub is enough to uh, do something for Ring of Honor. And I think it, I'm already showing that it has. So let's, it's such go that way. timing. Who's it's gonna run such... it though? Who's gonna run it? 
it's such funny timing because if we had this discussion four months ago, mm-hmm. there was an obvious answer, I think, for everyone. Uh, certain blonde-haired American nightmare Cody yeah. Rhodes made the most oh. sense. Oh, that okay, that makes more sense. I thought you were gonna say Tammy, Tammy, uh, you know, Sonny. You know, you said blonde oh, hair, Christ. American nightmare. That's <laughs> uh, I, I thought you were gonna say. Oh no, no, I think uh, I think Cody would have been the obvious answer once upon a time. I think that's agreeable. Like it would, it feels like it would have been Cody. The Cody verse oh. becomes more. The Cody verse officially becomes its own thing. Well, yes, but you have Tony Khan, you know, hanging over him. That's yeah. the whole thing. Like, and now who runs it? Maybe Kenny. Maybe? I don't know. Because he's had some, he's had booking at least on the women's side before. But that, but that um, women's side booking was like you know the nightmare collective that wasn't no 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 a lot of what his vision was involved a lot of the joshi talent and he just you know didn't get to do that after like three months uh who i have no idea who books this i mean you could always have like jerry lynn jerry lynn works for them if he's interested jerry lynn makes a lot of sense i think i think cody dustin dustin interesting if, if he's interested a lot of this is who's they're interested in i mean you, know, QT? you, you can maybe um you know it's a matter of who wants to be creative versus like a trainer you know you, you know who yeah. the heck knows i think cody is an interesting one i think it's still a option the problem is is that like you know tk i don't think necessarily completely loves his booking but I would I wish argue they did the Shane Vince thing with Cody and Tony Khan. That would have been hilarious. It would have been very funny. <laughs> uh, him in Baltimore, Maryland at the UMBC Event Center. <laughs> um, I bought Ring of Honor. It doesn't say Khan on there. It says Rose. And we're gonna be like, how do you, how do you make that mistake? <laughs> yeah, I I, I <laughs> who the hell made this mistake? We just write very similarly. Um, yeah, no, I think Cody is an interesting one. You know, TK didn't necessarily love his booking, apparently, but the idea of Cody, I would argue, is a decent booker. He makes mistakes, but so does TK. So does every single booker. Everyone does. Everyone does. But he's put over a lot of people. He knows um, how to. Maybe- and what I liked about Cody's stories is that they have a very obvious beginning, middle, end, right? He's very straightforward in this stuff. So I think it's possible. I know who they can bring in to book it. Who? Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> He's not doing anything. What is no, he doing? He's not doing anything. And he, he can revitalize NXT. The man wanted to buy Ring of Honor in like 2018. Like he's not doing he anything. He pretty much did. That's what Ring of that's what NXT was. Yeah. At one point. It was Ring of Honor. Yeah. Uh jokingly i th- I think i would Cody's love i would love if they brought in triple h to do that that'd be <laughs> cody, so funny <laughs> cody's definitely the interesting thought i don't know if they give him all that uh control mm-hmm. they have a lot of they have a lot of good guys though that work there i like the idea on air talent i like the idea of it going to cody and dustin and like mm-hmm. dustin can be like a little bit of that trainer i mean he they still need yeah. that training in aew um but i like him Only doing the both. nightmare factory yeah but i like them them doing both and i think that's that's an idea but i i I don't know it's there's not many you know what are the you know free agent creatives are out there gabe sapolsky 
do we really want to do that? You know, are we are we bringing in? I don't know, Brett Lauderdale to book Ring of Honor. You know, what are we? What what creatives would take the job? Triple H would definitely take it in a heartbeat. Um, I don't, don't know. Do Brett Lauderdale, please. Unless it's someone new, I, I don't. You know, who the heck knows at that I point? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I think that's. I don't. Like, all I know is I don't want it to be Tony Khan proper. I I because yeah. I just I think that's too much I don't think stuff. He I think I don't think that's something he will do. Yeah, um, he stick, does, do there's no way he. Dead. As much as he wants to say it, like I don't think he watches over dark and dark elevation every single week i think he kind of you know lets others do that too so there's probably some people back there that are interested and it'll be interesting to see but i agree with you i the thing with all this ring of honor stuff is we have no idea we yeah. you know like we're just you know we're we're this is what we're here for mm-hmm. is to give potential thoughts but at the end of the day I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the Ring of Honor World Title will exist in three uh, three months. I don't know if Ring, Ring of, of Honor Ring of Honor six man tags. We know those are going away. Well, they were planned to go away anyways. Well, so we don't really know. I know, but now guess what? Now you have a now you can you know six man tag true. team titles way, already exist. This is just my like little gripe for AEW Revolution tonight. You have two trios matches. But you just won't bring in the trios titles. Just do it. And I love that. <laughs> this was my favorite part of the uh, media call this week is when they ask and he goes, well, we need Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, so, so, so you want to do the Bucks and Kenny versus? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Just tell me that next time. Just tell me the entire plan that you have laid out in front of you, please. Because uh, I was like, I don't. I don't know if you need Kenny for trios titles, but okay. I mean, you have so many trios, but I did find that very funny. Um, so hopefully we get those. Not yeah. I, I, I think, you know, I don't think you need Kenny. I think if anything, you need to bring in the goat um, six man tag team. And that is of course, strong hearts. You know, you pick up Shima. Hearts is nice. Get L Lindemann, get T Hawk, you get did you see them. At the anniversary event? Yeah. I was like, these guys are great. <laughs> I can, love I love me some strong hearts. They can feud strong with hearts. That's the that's the commercial. Strong hearts. El Endeman versus El Desperado. You can't just tease that and not give it to me. They both have L in their name. The Desperado. The Lindemann. What does Lindemann so Desperado can translate to like something, right? What is Desperado in English? De, de, desperate? No, that can't be it. <laughs> I never thought of like what is Desperado in English if there is one, if there is a translation. It just says think. it just says Desperado, so maybe there is none. Maybe Lindemann's the same. You know, Ring of Honor, it's a very interesting topic. Obviously, there's, you know, there's way uh, more things to, like, find out and we'll figure out. I think the closer we get to Supercard of Honor, the more we'll figure out. We're um, getting Briscoes versus FTR. Yeah, I would put my money on Briscoes versus FTR. Uh, I thought that I thought that from the beginning. Um, obviously, Bandino versus Gresham. Uh, Swerve versus Zayn. Um I don't know. I don't know what else we'll get from there. What are the uh, who are the six man tags? The righteous versus they got rid of them. I'm telling you, 
Yeah. Vincent's gone. He's yeah. an impact. Well, you still, it was righteous, can, you know, putting Vita Von Star in there. <laughs> yeah, they might uh, just get rid of him. I think we get a. Uh, I love the idea gonna... of Ring of Honor, of TK buying six man titles and then not using them whatsoever. <laughs> it's let like, what the my, hell, uh, man? He's like, we don't have Kenny me, back. What am I going to do? Let me put my booking cap on for a second. Sure. I think uh, we get a Daniel Garcia match. I think we get. Daniel Garcia versus Josh Woods for the pure title. They were supposed to get rid of that title too. Originally. So TV title, Rhett Titus versus who'd be good to go up against Rhett Titus on AEW. If that, it could be all a bunch of indie guys. Rhett Titus versus Ninja Mac. You're sure pop off, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I think we get a major AW star on there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think you know we'll we'll see what we can do and we'll see what we have, but I think we'll totally have someone pop Just up. Toss Brian Danielson on there. I think I think yeah. Brian Danielson would be good. I think Jonathan Gresham wins the titles and then Brian Danielson comes out, you know, and the challenges. I think that could be fun. Or CM Punk. Who the hell knows. But I think it's somebody that um, Ring of Honor, who the heck knows? I think you keep the branding, and I think the way you can keep the branding is have AEW guys pop off every once in a while, and that would sell the, of honor. That would sell the tickets, and then meanwhile you're you're booking well um, to do all these things. So I don't know. I think I think your I think you had a great idea. I saw I was listening to everything. I, I was listening to everything Elite. And they were talking about how Tony Khan uh, is known. He's done in the past a bunch of those like TEW wrestling booking simulators and stuff. And um, one of the guys on Everything Elite podcast uh, mentioned that on one of those booking simulators, you can purchase like another wrestling promotion, but you don't book it. Essentially, it becomes kind of like a black box where you can like send your talent in there. And then they'll come back and they'll be like better or whatever, you know, come out in a different whatever way. So treating it like so I can see Tony Khan going back to like him just being hands off. I can see him just be like, oh, we'll send these guys down for like a a month or two and we'll come back and see how they are. See what they've learned. See what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good spot for them. Um, But anyways, moving on for Ring of Honor. Very intrigued to see what happens. But yeah, the show's pretty much over, guys. So (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, New Japan Cup uh, has officially started. Um, very excited. Uh, New Japan Cup, of course, night one is already taking place. Night two will be happening. Uh, will happen this morning. Night three, I think, is tomorrow. Um, very good show, right? And not only that, but I believe you and I were 100% correct on all of our predictions. So mm. eat your heart out. Um uh uh chris samsa <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm gonna be upset um i'm gonna be upset if we don't get tanahashi versus naito now just want to put that out there like it it's it's supposed to happen don't take it away from me now when bad luck folly ruins my day i'm telling you bad luck folly is coming in to ruin your day uh you know what well i hope I hope uh, someone else ruined your day. Tai Chi. 
Oh, yeah. Who did I have? I had uh, Okada beating Taichi. You had Taichi defeating the IWGP heavyweight champion. Listen, I don't know how to get him out other than having him win the damn thing. They could always have him win the thing. You know what's funny? In DDT, they have their champion win all their tournaments. It's very funny. I had this idea the other day of DDT should um, book, like, you know, have a new title. And it, you know, have a you know have a whatever match to determine who the champion of that title is going to be. Why is this? I I don't even know where this could be going. <laughs> uh, but the the match ends in like a double countout, and then the title's still vacant and up for grabs, and they're just like, "All right, next match. I guess we'll try it again the next next show." I just think that'd be a very DDT thing to do. What a what a weird thought to just have pop in your head. Look, man, New Japan Cup. Night one started. <laughs> Very good show. Uh, you want to go through this real quick? Yeah, why not? All right. So, starting off, we had New Japan Cup night one. Shima defeating Taka Michinoku. I thought it was a very good match. <laughs> I thought it was like I very great match to start the show off. I hope I hope Shima runs. A, I hope Shima wins the whole thing. He's in my heart. He's who I'm actually rooting for. I want Shima to win the damn thing. Uh, but yeah, it was a good match. It was a good way to kick off the show. Yeah, Shima's very strong. I think he is a, a very good chance. Uh, like I said, I want him against Okada. I think that'd be a fun, fun, great match. Nice little Dragon Gate stuff, you know, Shima. The Okada guy is pretty good. Okada, famously trained by Ultimo Dragon, you know, you know. A little Dragon Gate stuff. If you don't know, now you know. Yeah. Um. Takami, I thought this was also the best Takami has been since he's returned to the company. Yeah, yeah I think that goes without saying. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He's been pretty much tags also the entire time. So pretty much tags, and none of them were notable. So yeah, this was uh, this is good. Love Shiva. Uh, there was also Yoshihashi defeating Tomiaki Hanma. I wasn't gonna watch this, and then someone told me I had to watch it, so I watched it. And I was like, why was this as good as it was? Tomi they just chopped each other. <laughs> Han, like we talked about this in our, our predictions last week, we were like, "Oh, this match is gonna stink." You know, Yoshihashi has gotten better. I think people need yes. to give him more credit. Remember Yoshihashi versus Evil? Yes, that was good. Yeah, um, and Tomiyaki Hanma, he does this like every New Japan Cup where he has like the first match. He always loses it, but he always like goes out there to have the his match of the year. Uh, it, it's always that. It's true. It's you know, it's never the match of the year, but it's always his match of the year. It's always it's, shut up. It's pretty much the only singles match you'll probably have all year, anyways. So why not go out there, do the best you can, in nearly ten minutes, have this great match, you old, old broken man. Gotta do that, uh, Kevin Kelly thing. Oh look, it's Tom. He is forty-five year olds. I also, I think. This has been obviously said before, but I think my favorite part about Hanma is that he sounds like a 40-year smoker, but he runs around like he's a baby that uh, just yeah. like pooped their diaper. Yeah, of course. Okay. That was my takeaway from the match, besides right, it being good. It was, it was pretty good. Hiroki Goto defeating Yuji Nagata. First round match as well. Another, I like Yuji Nagata. Another I good like match. him. Uh, you know, I know like... New Japan kind of just tosses their old boys to the side after a while, unlike, you know, a certain black and green and white promotion 
known as pro wrestling noah oh okay, um, yeah. but you know <laughs> it's like i enjoy yuji nagata still to this day i think he's still uh i think he's still got it but so i'm gonna be honest it's probably goto's best singles performance in a while uh i thought it was pretty good that was pretty good i thought it was a really good match i thought this is a fantastic match between these two i thought yuji nagata i had this as my third favorite match of the show i had this as my second i don't know I had this as my second favorite match of the show. Um, I thought this match was really good. Uh, Three matches, boom, 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 all pretty solid. Oh, my God, yeah. Kick off the show. Eugene Nagata can still go. I mean, we talk about Hanma, but uh, Nagata can move, so there's, you know, that that makes the match even better. Goto, still very good. Goto was still very good. Um, Yeah, Goto's good when he wants to, like, be good, if that makes sense. Like, last year in the New Japan Cup, he had some good showings. Uh, he had a really good one with Shingo. For yep. Example. Well, everyone had a good one with Shingo last year, but yep. you know what I'm saying. Uh, so that's that's kind of my example of like, I'm excited to see where the rest of this tournament goes uh, because of like performances by someone like Goto, uh, performance like someone by Yoshihashi. Like those, those are the types of guys that you want, especially with the New Japan Cup uh, bracket being so big to continuously show out so when that they're facing the bigger opponents um no offense to them uh they can really have some great matches later on and i think this was a great start for both of them especially the tag team type uh tag team champions uh they we also had a you know a little bit lower of a match jeff cobb versus togi makabe I did not watch this. <laughs> this was the one I did not watch. <laughs> it was, it, you know, it was a fine match. It was exactly what you expected it to be. Exactly what sure. you expected it to be. I think Togi Makabe did more bumps than I expected. <laughs> well, we we uh, we did the over under at once. So. <laughs> I think he I think he beat that. I wasn't counting, but I'm fairly confident he beat that. Um, because because ultimately it was just just Cobb picking Jeff Cobb picking him up and throwing him around, you know it it was exactly what you expected. Uh, Togi Makabe, you know, just can't go, and I can't believe Hanma can go more than Togi Makabe, which is wild to me. But uh, you know, Makabe pushing fifty, <laughs> not you shout know, out to not- the man they call home. You know, he's just not there. Jeff Cobb, I think this is good. If anything, a good introduction match for Jeff Cobb. Reintroduction, yeah. maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I think Cobb's going to probably run it. So, yeah, uh, good good for him. Not, not, doesn't need to go hard right off the bat. I think he's lined up for a match with the Yoshihashi. Who, Cobb? Maybe next round. I think he's facing... Uh, Kojima. Oh, I mean... <laughs> Okay, and, touch my arm. I'm know. here for that. Mm-hmm. Here for that. And I think Kojima is the best out of the uh, old generation still. So that's mm-hmm. still going. Uh, Nagata's pretty good, but I think uh, Kojima still can really go. So that should be good. Yeah, um, and then and then if Yoshihashi can beat the young lion Fujita, then it would be Yoshihashi Cobb. Yeah, it'll be pretty good. Yeah, no, uh, I'm I'm excited for Jeff. This Cobb. was a great start. Okay, this is a New great Japan show. Cup, day one, great start. Day two, uh, we're not even gonna act like it exists. Uh, uh, another first round match here: Taichi defeating Toru Yano. 
Um, oh, I didn't watch this either. <laughs> yeah, I, I was nervous that they were going to have another up, uh, have their first upset here because I was like, come on, Tai Chi. Come on, Tai Chi. I don't want Yano doing this. Uh, but no, he got I think Tai Chi's, uh, I don't know about you, but I think Tai Chi's gotten really good. So, like, I want him to have a decent New Japan Cup run. I want him yeah. to have a match with Okada. Like, I want him to kind of just show out, even if he loses. Yeah. Like, you know he probably should lose to Okada. Um, like that's the whole thing for me. So I'm happy he beat Yano. I was, I was also scared. <laughs> yeah. And I think well, they uh, left it open to do a uh, KOPW challenge um, just because they, the whole match was uh, involved this body bag thing that was underneath the ring, right. this ginormous yes. blue bag. So I wouldn't be surprised that we'll have some sort of like blindfold match, but instead of a blindfold, it's a, a blue plastic bag. No one can enjoy Yano anymore, right? Except for like, for his one G one upset per year. Like no one could actually care. Right. Yeah. I, I wonder how much longer Yano is in this company <laughs> or still wrestling. I think he could, he could honestly do what he's doing for the next Forever. several years and it's <laughs> frustrating like, and i'm yeah. like i don't know how much longer we could we could do this yeah. for forever Yano. yeah um new japan cup first round match hiroshi tanahashi defeating yo it was all right a lot was... of people love this match Meltzer gave it four I did not stars it. uh really I, yeah Meltzer gave it four it. stars i think i gave and it i like yo but i like I have a running gag about Yo, so I'm going to talk about Tanahashi. Uh, Tanahashi, I thought, was pretty decent. Uh, I, you know, I, I didn't think this match was, like, over-the-top great. Like some people said, I gave it three, which obviously seems to be the low end of the spectrum here. I gave two and three quarters. Oof, oof. I Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what people see in Yo. I don't see it. I don't uh, see it. I mean, I like Yo. But uh, this, yeah, I don't, I don't, even, I don't have anything to say about this match. I'm, ex- <laughs> I'm excited to see the next match with Hiroshi Tanahashi. Oh, bad luck, Fale. Yeah, baby, bad luck, Fale. Let's do some. Gonna be really, I'm gonna be really upset when he wins. Yeah, that's probably fair. Um, next match, of course, we had uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Yujiro Takahashi. You were extremely nervous last week when we were talking about the predictions that we all thought that Yujiro could have gotten the upset here. He did not. How did you feel Almost. knowing the result? I had a good time. I had a really good time while watching this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I thought the work, you know, the work wasn't like match of the year quality but these two work really well together from their past i think these two uh you know we know yujiro isn't like the um well he's not naito first and foremost he's not naito no but uh, i think he can have a good match when uh he has the right opponent i thought this was a good match and i thought the final five minutes was great like, I just really enjoyed how they did it of, like, Yujiro being like, no, I don't want to win this way. And he kind of said that going into the match. And then Naito's like, okay, let's wrestle low blow. And then I absolutely adore when Naito does it right back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then pins him one, two, three. I was like, ah, yeah, mm-hmm. I love this shit. 
<laughs> it it's the new japan cup you're not gonna get like your five-star classics every well well we'll get to we'll get to a potential one i not guess pretty close uh <laughs> you know but you're not we're not expecting those kind of matches we're expecting you know these the work rate not to be completely yeah. up to par and you know yudro is not completely there naito i think his work rate obviously has gone down just a little bit just because of his uh issues health wise um which is fair I think it's fair to say. Um, still good, though. Still good. But I think this is a very good match between the two guys. Uh, I think Yudro, uh, what, like you said, he's the kind of guy that, you know, when he gets the pat on his shoulder, he does the best he can. And the best he can is not, like, phenomenal. But, you know, it's pretty decent. You know, and, and this I mean, look a, at that match with uh, Ibushi yeah. um, at the G1. That was a quite, quite, quite the surprise. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think he is finding something that can work for him yeah finally <laughs> yeah yeah finally it's true i mean it's it's good to see him i like seeing people succeed especially mm-hmm. when um i think it's pretty documented that he hasn't always had the easiest time so uh even though he lost it was a good fun watch yeah. this show was really you know top notch like it was a great time um and i I guess we can talk about the main event now. <laughs> well, so I was about to say, speaking of top notch, uh, your main event, uh, Kazuchika Okada defeating El Desperado. Who needs the anniversary show when you can just do it night one here? And boy, howdy. Oh my God, man. Oh my God. Okada is, uh, how do I say this? He is running away with wrestler of the year right now. <laughs> He is on like a one man, one person, you know, because I enjoy women's matches. Um, he is, but he is on this absolute streak. He is not missing in his big matches. Um, he's having a great time. He looks healthy. He looks very healthy. He looks, he looks like Okada. Like that's, I think that's the best way to say it. Yeah. And uh, this was a fantastic performance. These two guys are just so good. And I'm just so, to me, like, we've talked about, like, how good El Desperado is. But, like, you know, Kazucho Okada, known quantity, going to have a great match. El Desperado, been very consistent. He just been having great matches left back to back to back. I, I hate to say it, but... I don't quite remember the very last great Hiromu match, but I remember a lot of great El Desperado matches recently. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Uh, Desperado, someone someone made actually a really good point about Desperado. Like, he's not going to, uh, like, bring up someone to a top-level match. Like, he's not going to bring a yo for uh for example to like a you know four and a half star match but if you put desperado in there against someone that is at his level or higher mm-hmm. he's always going to deliver yeah and i think i think that showed here really he, like he meets he the challenge stepped, yeah he stepped up against okada in it was a tournament match but they made it feel like it was a world title match yeah they made it feel so much more important than just a New Japan Cup first round exhibition tournament match. Like it was, 
it was fantastic. Um, I think that's the best way to describe it. I mean, we could use all the adjectives we want, but it was it was a great wrestling match. These two went all out. Uh, Desperado, I, again, I, I think we have to give him so much credit because we could give Okada. Well, Okada doesn't need the credit, let's be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> like, Desperado, I, I'm so happy he beat Hiromu yeah. because I don't think he should be without the title for a while i think there's still so many opponents that aren't in in japan right now that he can face and i don't know there's just there's just so much excitement like give me desperado versus el lindeman give me which he teased give me desperado versus shima get like give me these matches right give me give me these things because desperado i think He's in such a role that, like, he could lose, but he could win because he's that good. And I think yeah. I think a lot of people respect him as a performer, mm-hmm. and he's very popular. Mm-hmm. He has, like, so much merchandise. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but, like, uh, if you, like, ever look in, like, their U.S. shop, he gets a new shirt, like, every month Yeah, <laughs> because he's just, he's just so cool and uh I'm happy that a lot of people are seeing that out of him now. Um, an Okada match never hurts to help that cause. Yeah, it definitely feels like last year was a lot of like a breaking out year for him. Yeah. Uh, and this year it's like, oh, I'm here now. I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to stay. And I like to see it because this guy's very good. This guy has got everything I like in wrestling. Uh, the submission, the, 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 the storytelling that, you know, <gasps> I, I, you know, I, I you know, I, I kind of made, you know, say that Hiromu has been kind of lacking recently, but, you know, those Hiromu Desperado matches were always fantastic. But mm-hmm. I'm glad now, but you're right. I think you're right that he doesn't quite bring up people, but I'm glad now we're able to see other wrestlers competing against Desperado having great matches, you know, like Abushi, like last year, like uh, uh, Okada this year. Um, I would love to see a Lineman match. I think that would be great. I think, you know, Robbie Eagles could be great. I think... Uh, I By think, the way, people, Lindemann, very good. If you haven't seen him do more than just the one tag. I think I think, I think, think Show could be pretty good. I think I that think could so be pretty too. good. I think you're right that he can't elevate people, but I think there is a potential to do that, depending, yeah. you know. You know, I I think I had not watched the Master Watto match, but uh, maybe it was pretty good. So that, maybe, that's another good example, though, for Desperado. Like he's having, I guess he can lift up people. Like you let Master Watto, Master Watto's very like I I said this before on the show, but he's very much still raw potential. Yeah, like there are. Um, there are signs there. Master Wado is still a, a mound of clay that we're starting to get yes. something. Yes, say like one to two years. I think he'll be where they want him to be. Um, but like you said, he's still getting built. But yeah, shout out to Desperado. All about the, I'm, the only thing, the only bad part about this match was that Desperado isn't in the tournament anymore. That, yeah. that was the worst part of the match. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, yeah, no, I think I'm excited. I, I'm excited to watch more El Desperado. This match only made me want to watch more El Desperado, really. Uh, this man's great. This man's really great. And I just, I love this man. I love his spooky skeleton motif. 
uh, very Jack Skellington. Um, I just appreciate so it. So cool. I just he's just so cool, and I will, very interested to see. I would love to see him just take on like outsiders too. You know, yeah, you, you know, your your outsiders like like Lindemann. Uh, I think I'm trying to think of other Shima, baby. Shima would be great. I don't well, Shima a heavyweight, right? How how no. big is Shima? Technically he's a he's he's whatever you need him to be, I guess. He was always a junior. Well, uh, let's see. He's 180 pounds. We could do Shima. Ooh, but if you do Shima, Shima's gotta win, right? No, maybe. <sighs> I mean, he's probably happy with the paycheck. Hmm, that's true. He'll, he'll, you gotta give him that low key paycheck. We'll pay you more if you lose. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. oh, okay. Just oh. my own. <laughs> uh, this is me as, as Court Bauer. Okay. You want me to tap out too? <laughs> I'll double. I'll double it. Um, but yeah, New Japan Cup. I think I had a great start. Uh, night two was this morning. We weren't able to watch it. I don't know. You haven't been able to watch any of it this morning, were you? No, I did not jump out of my bed to see Osprey versus Boshi. Yeah, as far as I can tell, it looks like there was three New Japan Cup matches. So we'll watch those at a later date. Next show's tomorrow. Lot better card. Next show's tomorrow. What's the what's that card tomorrow? Uh Shingo Takagi versus Tomohiro Ishii. Woo. Hiromu Takahashi versus Show. Um, I'm pulling up as top. we speak too. Okay. Um there's uh, other people. Rusuke Taguchi <laughs> versus Evil. Yeah, interesting. It's and, intriguing. And then match of the night, Jado versus Chase Owens. Yeah, I won't watch that one. <laughs> what are you talking I about? That, I don't. I don't know who that match is for, but I'll tell you what, Ryan, it ain't for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about things that are sometimes for you, sometimes not. Impact Wrestling uh, had their pay per view. That's uh, a good one. Had their Impact Plus show, uh, Sacrifice, um, last night. Uh, sort of a lot of news items. I don't think we'll go through match by match by match, but just sort of go through the hits that we enjoyed. Um, so uh, let's just one hit that I really enjoyed was the first match of the night. Uh, we talked about this before the show started. Impact uh, has been on a great streak of late, opening the show of the X Division match and having quite possibly the best match on the show uh, be your opener. Uh, with Trey Miguel defeating Jake something for the Impact X Division title. Classic Impact. Classic Impact. In a good way. I love doing this. (laughs) I will say, though, overall, I only watched two matches in full. Mm -hmm. But I will give credit where credit's due. Impact, I would say, is probably reasonably three for three when it comes to thumbs up, thumbs down pay-per-views. They have three thumbs up uh, from all of what I keep reading, what I've seen. Uh, so shout out to them. But yeah, this match between Trey Miguel and Jake something at the X division, baby. That's what that is right there. Jake something. This dude, he is such a great powerhouse. Um, and Miguel, I, I got to give him credit too. I think he's really, I always thought when watching the rascals that, I never thought he was the best. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I always thought the other two were just really, really good. Yeah. Especially together. Yeah. You know, because they teamed so much. I thought they worked best together. Um, but Trey's really picked it up. He seems to be in the best place in his career. 
And uh, I'm happy he's still X Division champion because he's been part of a lot of these good opening matches. Um, and I thought him and Jake something killed it. Yeah, I just I'm I'll say this again, and you know whether I get flack for it or not, but Impact has been consistently better. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to say great yet, but you know they've been consistently better. Their TV has improved. They have obviously got great better announced team as well. Um, their well, pay per views the their pay per views have been consistently thumb for the most part thumbs up you know they have like a match here and there that's just like all right all right we don't uh, talk about bound for glory we just don't talk about it yeah and i think you know i'm trying to just look back so like no surrender was the show before this that was the four-way for the x uh, x division number one contendership that was pretty good um going back to what's the one before that hard to kill f- Ultimate X okay. match. Eh, Ultimate X match was uh, pretty okay, but then right after that was the X Division title match, Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin. They also had that uh, pre-show match with Mike Bailey, mm. Ace Austin, someone else, Chris Bay, and uh, uh, Laredo Kid. Yeah. That was really good, too. Uh, before that, they started off the show of Chris Sabin versus Ace Austin from uh turning point i don't remember this match at all but it looks like it was pretty good uh, pretty good but they've get they've been getting better and i i love love to see it um what's been something that you enjoyed on the show um i besides the exhibition match is that what you're asking mm-hmm. uh jay white versus alex shelley i this was the match i mean going into the show this was the match they announced it and everyone goes Oh, excuse oh. me. Excuse me. Oh, first is Alex Shelley returning to Impact for the first time in like a year, almost a year. Yeah, yeah almost since he left. And and I mean it was a big Jay White singles match. So you know who's gonna say no, right? And I thought this was great. I thought Shelley looked. Shelley's been doing a lot of good work. I think that can be agreed upon. He's been doing a lot of good work for Impact. But impact indies, whatever. Mm-hmm. This was this was this was really good. He brought the best out of Jay. Um, he brought he brought a lot of the that Jay White that we love from New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, the heel work was great. The story was great of teacher versus student. I thought it was such a simple story to be told, but they nailed it. They nailed it. Um, just just uh, I popped for. Shelly hitting the uh, Blade Runner on Jay and getting the near fall. I thought that was a great spot. Um, and then, you know, Jay ultimately winning the match because, of course, he did. was a uh, good, good uh, cherry on top. Cherry on top. I don't mm-hmm. know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, though. I thought this was probably either this or the exhibition match, match of the night for me by far. Yeah, it's also the only two matches I watched. <laughs> Fair enough, uh, but I knew. Yeah, no, this match was great. Like the, I loved how much of this match was in the middle of the ring. Mm. You know, you you know, I, you know, there was obviously parts where it wasn't, but like the standing slice bread 
middle of the ring. You know, there, you know, all the submission holds that whole like finishing stretch of the. Uh, what happened to sliced bread number one? Uh, someone ate it probably. Also, okay. it's the sliced bread number one would technically be the end piece, and no one wants that, right? I think that's true. The heel of the bread. Um, no, but that finishing sequence where Jay, uh, Alex Shelley is looking for the Motor City stretch. Jay White gets out of it, picks him up into the Blade Runner position. Uh, uh, Alex Shelley gets out of it, I think, with the, a schoolboy, but does, instead of going for the pin, transitions perfectly back into the Motor City stretch. It was like, ah, oh, chef's kiss. And it was great. It was a great match. Definitely probably match of the night. Um, oh God, It's just these guys know what they're doing. You know, it's Let's- just like they know what they're doing. Let this happen. I want to see this more often. Also, I love Alex Shelley's white gear. Oh, oh man. Yeah, Can clean. this man get any hotter? God damn. <laughs> you know? God. So mad. I would love. So mad about Alex Shelley. <laughs> you know, everyone's like, oh, I want the Hardys and AW, blah, blah, blah. I want the Motor City Machine Guns and AW if I got a choice. So I just want to put that out there. Like, I'd want them. I want that Young Bucks re- uh, match for the first time in how long? Like, I want that again mm-hmm. on pay-per-view, I think. Oh, man, I love the Motor City Machine Guns. They're, like, one of the only reasons I ever watched TNA back in the day. Um, so anytime Alex Shelley and Chris Saban show up to do anything, I'm pretty hyped because they're both great singles wrestlers also, which, I mean, hello, this was this was great. Yeah. But, yeah, um, two very different matches when you look at the X Division match and you look at this one, but two great matches yeah oh yeah good job good job by impact um oh the crowd was hot by the way they were in a different location for once and the crowd actually like felt like they wanted to be there and that just helps the show so much Mm -hmm. that's what impact needs People want to be there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, they had a lot of title changes on the show too. Uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team Title Match. The Influence finally defeat the team of Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay. The Inspiration. I uh, didn't know they were still there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I saw that title change. I was like, oh. Uh, Impact Knockouts Title Match. Tasha Steeles uh, defeats Mickey James. Uh, very I was much. Only rooting. Go ahead. I was rooting for that the last pay-per-view, but it's fine that mm-hmm. we just had to wait a little longer. Yeah, they, they did a whole angle here where uh in the the match previous, uh, which was Deanna Prazo versus Chelsea Green for the Ring of Honor women's world title. Um, Chelsea Green hurts her wrists yet again. Uh Deanna Prazo seemingly is like, Oh, are you okay? And Chelsea like pushes her away. I don't know why, but she does. Diana's like, well, screw you then, grabs the wrist, does the Fujiwara armbar, but instead of really focusing on the shoulder, kind of does like a variation where she's just focusing and twisting back the wrist. Uh, I think to her. Wayne did that in the uh, match with Swerve. Ooh. Uh, maybe that's where they learned it. <laughs> maybe that's where they learned it from Diana. Um, but uh, uh, so they do that. So Chelsea Green's hurt. Chelsea Green, Mickey James are in a friendly uh, situation here. Mickey James comes out all nervous for Chelsea. They basically have to, they're playing it like Chelsea Green rebroke her wrist. Yeah. So they like, as Tasha's steals is coming out for her entrance, they're tr- slowly getting Chelsea Green out of the ring. During the match, Chelsea Green's getting tended on by medics, like right basically near the entrance ramp. Mickey James is distracted the entire time. 
ultimately, uh, because of these distractions, Tasha oh, Steeles no. is able to get the win. Oh, yeah. Good for Tasha Steeles. Mm-hmm. I like Tasha Steeles a lot. Now get the damn belt on Masha Slamovich. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think that's probably the next one there. Uh, you would think so, right? You would think so. You know, it's just Is some... Masha a babyface or heel? She has to be babyface. I think they've been pushing her as heel. No, that's wrong. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, Tasha's a heel, so that's why I'm a little nervous. worried that might not happen. I get you. Uh, but, but they did a whole angle here. Uh, they did a whole angle and, and also protected Mickey James uh, and defeat. You know, she was distracted, you know. Um, you caught her on a, a bad night. Um, but no, they did, a, they did a good angle. I thought the angle was solid. And a title change to boot, giving Tasha Steeles the win. Pretty good. I think that's pretty good. And then, of course, your main event. Impact World Tag Team. T- or Impact World Title Match. Moves. The World Tag Titles did change, though. I was going to say, the World Tag Team Titles also changed hands. Violent by Design, Eric Young and Joe Durring yes, have I, beat. I, I believe I read it's free agent season for the Good Brothers. Mm, really? Mm. All right. I don't have to do with that information. I mean, I think one signs would point that they probably don't re-sign with Impact. <laughs> do they sign with AEW? I mean, does I, AEW want them? Do they need them? <laughs> no. New Japan's yep. right there, baby. <laughs> you know, you know, you know that meme that's like Bugs Bunny and his his face is like, and he's like, no, that's that. That's how I felt that. Yeah. Uh, your Impact World Title match was Moose versus Heath. Um, oh, it sure was. <laughs> I thought this was a uh, it was fine. You know, it was, ultimately it was fine. Not that good, but it was Sounds like Moose's title, right? Yeah, but the big news that came out of the end of it, of course, was uh, Moose defeats Heath, puts him away. Who comes out after the match to beat down Moose? None other than Josh Alexander, who in storyline was no longer on impact, was a free agent. It was announced that he was a free agent, I think, by Fightful, um, if I recall correctly. Uh, and then he uh, has shown back up, uh, announces that he has signed the multi-year contract of Impact, or I guess rather re-signed of Impact, uh, which I think is good. It's a very good move. Whether or not he was a free agent or not, uh, it was a very good move to sell this idea and make him a free agent and get him on the market in a way, but then bring him back, sign a multi-year contract, make him a big deal, and make him and give him a title match at Rebellion against Moose. So we're finally going to see Impact finally decide to give Josh Alexander the title and have him have an actual title reign. Scotty. Did did you think the crowd was a little... uh, I don't don't think he got the reaction I expected. it, It felt a little... I don't know. They were hot most of the night, but I feel like when he fired, like they popped a little when he, you know, showed up and revealed himself and whatnot. Sure. But it did not come off like I think I expected it to. Um, that being said, that being said, I'm hopeful that this all leads to him beating Moose at Rebellion, winning the title, going on that nice reign, having a lot of good challenges. I think that's the only direction you should go. 
I don't think you should prolong it any longer. You already did the one, you know, screw job of Bound for Glory. Let's not do this again. I think a lot of people were like, oh, well, this is why no one watches it back. That and We said that. We said that yeah, specifically. This is true. We, we did say that. Uh, they're lucky I'm still, like, paying attention in any capacity. Uh, so, yeah, it, it has to be, right? It has yeah. to be his time. It's stop, stop sugarcoating it. Stop mixing it up. Just do it. Just give him the belt. Let him run. Yeah. If this was the plan all along, I don't know why they did it too early at Bound for Glory. Or was it they Bound for Glory? didn't know if he was going to resign, honestly. Maybe. Which is fair. I mean, AEW was probably poaching. Um, I think that's Josh Alexander's easy pickup. But Impact needed Impact needs someone like Josh Alexander on top. I, you know, I think Moose is not necessarily your guy. I don't think Heath is your guy. I don't think name another top guy at impact. Um, I can't, I can't legit. I'm looking at this card and I can't think of another person. I, I guess Jay White. I'm not going to count that Jonah. What are we talking about? I'm just trying to think of like who's like a legit title contender top guy in Impact right now. Besides Moose, besides Alexander. I mean, they have... Jonah? I literally had an entire rant of like guys that could be uh, last show. I mean, Chris Bay is great. Uh, Ace Austin. I feel like the funny thing with Ace Austin, I feel like a lot of people thought he'd be Impact World Champion by now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't was he even on the pay per view? No. Who's a legitimate? I mean, that's the whole thing with Impact. You've got to build these people up, right? You don't you don't have the luxury of a Brian Danielson just or like you don't have the luxury of all these big names probably coming in. You know, I thought I thought their best shot was probably like someone like a swerve, and that's not happening. So yeah, yeah it, just gotta build these guys up. It does feel like, like Bailey. Like my Bailey. Like Bailey. I think that's a good title defense. I don't know if he's a winner. I don't know who. I, right now, I don't think there's any winner. <laughs> to be honest with that's you, fair. that beats Josh Alexander. That's fair, and that's really what it should be. Is that it? Really should be that Josh Alexander has to win this title because that's that's to me good booking. Well, not really. I think he also has to win t- good. He has to win this title because Moose sucks, and I don't want to see him anymore. Um, yeah, so that's Impact. <laughs> that is Impact. Impact Sacrifice. I, you know, it's a good show. I don't want to. We don't want to dog down into it and do a full review, like you said. Sky hasn't seen the full show anyway, so what are we gonna do? Um, I even try. But also, we were we were planning on doing a short show anyways because tonight we will be recording a live review, a live reaction to uh, 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 AEW Revolution that will be available to all podcast subscribers uh, for of Ring Post Radio tomorrow. Tomorrow being Monday, mm-hmm. that you can listen to here or get our live thoughts of AEW Revolution. So uh, if you have not yet subscribed to the Ring Post Radio podcast stream on Spotify or iTunes or uh, podcatchers, if you will, um, subscribe right now. There's literally, if you're watching the stream, there is legit a QR code 
right in the bottom right corner of your screen that will take you to the Red Circle feed and you can go to iTunes that way and subscribe and all this jazz. So make sure you subscribe to Ring Post Radio so that you can uh, make sure to listen to that um, that audio tomorrow morning when it drops drops for your uh, pretty little eardrums. Uh, Scotty, anything to plug and also what is your match of the week? Uh, you can follow me at Scotty Wrestling on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can check out my February must-sees yeah. on countoutpod.com right now. Uh, it would have been out earlier, but I ran out of sign into the website. So. <laughs> That's on me. That's on me. Uh, but it's okay. Uh, I just had to be honest. Um, a match of the week uh, that I didn't talk about today so far. I can't say Swerve versus Nick Wayne because that technically happened a while ago. Pretty sure, right? Mm-hmm. When did that happen? Happened on the twenty sixth. Yeah, so can't talk about that. Um, hmm. Ain't nobody. Dude, should I do my? Since it sounds like you're still trying to come up with your. Ah, uh... uh, no, 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 no. Um. Yeah, you can do yours. All right. Uh, (laughs) My plug is, uh, like I said, subscribe to Ring Post Radio now. Click, you know, do that QR code right in the bottom of your screen. It's the easiest way method, I think. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan Knightsey. My match of the week is going to be... uh, We kind of already spoke... uh, Did we speak on it in this show, or did we do it before the show started? I don't remember. NXT UK, Ilya Dragunov versus Nathan Frazier for the NXT UK title. Uh, I thought this was a great match. Uh, I don't remember if I said it on the show at all. I legit do not remember if I said it this show. That was two hours ago um, that I would have said. I don't it. remember. It was this show did not get recorded for two hours. This was not a two-hour podcast. It, it was not, but I legit don't remember. And now, that's fair. But I'll say my joke anyways. It turns out that NXT UK figured out how to clone Ben Carter because they they got him and Nathan Frazier. It's uh, very good match. Ilya Dragunov had a, a, I think a good we, big match style, and I think Nathan Frazier was able to showcase that. I think we did do this on the podcast. Did we? <laughs> I think so. Uh, maybe. Which makes your joke sound funnier, seeing that you said it again. Well. Um, okay, does last Sunday count? Does last Sunday count? Yes. Yeah, because we didn't watch anything that day. Okay, then I will do uh, Ultimate Tag League Final from DDT. Hiroshima and uh, Naomi... Naomi Yoshimura versus Konosuke Takeshita and Yuki Ueno. I actually made my uh, February must sees. Yes, it did. So yes, it did. I definitely did not expect that to happen. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, we got a we got a big month in March here yep. for wrestling, like massive in terms of events that are going on. I mean, starts tonight, right? AW Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a lot of big shows this. Uh, this month, I mean, we got Star World Climax at the end of the month. We got uh, New Japan Cup happening. New Japan Cup going on all month long. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at our list here. I think WrestleMania week starts off at the end of the month, thirty first. Thirty first. There you go. We got a lot of New Japan Cup stuff happening. Revolution, of course, is tonight. Stardom World Climax night one and night two. 
uh, a bunch of indie shows that I'm interested in. Uh, Royal Wrestling 20, West Coast Pro has a bunch of nice looking oh, cards. Some nice. Um, uh, that that weird new deathmatch kind of show, Circle Six promotion, whatever the hell is happening with that. I'm gonna watch it just because I'm intrigued at what what this thing is. Nice one of us. Uh, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> ECW ECWA the Super Eight tournament is happening as you well this month. Confuse the shit out of me when you said ECW. I was like, mm-hmm. and then of course uh, March thirty first is when WrestleMania weekend starts. Shows I have written down are the WrestleCon Super Show, GCW Spring Break Six, Planet Death, Bloodsport Eight, uh, AAA invades WrestleCon, and of course after last night. Who else cannot be excited for Control Your Narrative, The Awakening? Uh, Impact has a multiverse show. Oh, that. that was also announced. Yeah, you're right. Um, and uh, New Japan has their Lone Star show, which already has Mike Bailey versus Jay White announced and Tomohiro Ishii versus Chris Dickinson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, April 1st is the Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Matches. And you ready for this? They already have one match announced. Re- Yes, I know what it is. Yeah, the Briscoes versus the Good Brothers. Yeah, that's great. What great. what what multiverse of madness nonsense that is? Uh, yeah, I mean the New Japan matches were much you, more exciting to me, but okay. But wait, the New Japan matches are worse to you? No, they were much more exciting. To oh, okay. I was about to say, I was like, uh, Dickinson versus Ishii, sign me up, baby. Bailey versus White. Speed, a little speedball action. I wonder if is a multiverse of matches thing. Is that going to just be like a a cross promotion super show? I guess that's what the ideal is. Supercard of Honor is also then right, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's WrestleMania weekend, right? Yep, 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 yep. A lot of cool stuff happening. So we'll what be, the hell are we going to do that week? <laughs> die probably. We'll figure it well, out. We'll figure besides it out. that, talk about everything. Talk about nothing. Well, yeah, because we got the the show to preview right before it, and then the, to be well, fair, I don't think the New Japan shows live. I don't, I don't know. I think it's a strong taping. I, I thought so, but I think I saw somewhere that it might be live. And if it's live, oh kill me. Oh god! Oh god! So well, be the the Sunday before we'll preview a lot of the stuff probably and rat, run through it. Bloodsport. That Blood was sport. great. Uh, but then there's the Sunday of the third, which will be, I think the Sunday of the third, I don't know. Maybe that show is when we do a bunch of the indie stuff. Maybe. I don't know if you forgot, Ryan. There's also WrestleMania. <laughs> Who? <laughs> there's a takeover? NXT stand and deliver? There's no takeovers anymore. Stand and uh, deliver. Yeah, sorry, just fucking stand and deliver. Oh my god, there's so much. There's so much stuff down the pipeline, but oh, we're gonna be that, here uh, for it. We're gonna be here for you, that folks. SpongeBob meme where he's out of breath. Mm-hmm. That's that's me. I already mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. I'm yeah, excited. we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get fancy. <laughs> we'll, fi- we'll figure something out probably. But uh, probably we'll let you. Maybe know. not. If we don't, oh well. Yeah, maybe we do a live action one to WrestleMania Night Two. Maybe it that... probably end. It probably ends earlier than Revolution if you think about it. <laughs> well, yeah, because the the, the people in the main event need to go to bed early. Hey, oh, <laughs> you just call Brock Lesnar old? 
Oh shit! He's breaking down my door as we speak. <laughs> he's found me it's out. A good it was a good life. <laughs> it was a good life. See you guys. Oh, I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah. So that's it for this week's show. Uh, we'll see you all next week, uh, or even tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow for the Revolution Show. But we'll also be back live or on the stream next week, uh, talking about a bunch of more stuff. New Japan Cup probably. A bunch of other random things that happen in the world of professional wrestling. We have been Ryan and Scotty for Ring Post Radio. We'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows